0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for walk qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com.
1: Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? All right, Joe. You know what? Uh, every time a manager's in trouble, your name comes up so much. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's so much there that I'm sure you get tired of hearing about it. but... You know what? For the fans, uh, is there any kind of team that you would – now, obviously, you'd love to take over a really good team, but a good team's not looking for a manager. Uh, is there any kind of team that you would stay away from that would be one that would keep you – is there anything that would keep you away from a certain team?
0: No, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, I've talked about these jobs are, are few and far between, so it's not like there's a lot of options. And usually when you do have an option, it's a team that's struggling or rebuilding or just going through some tough times. And you understand that. Uh, You know, my first job, I went to the Marlins, and uh, we were a very young team. Then I went to the Yankees, was an old team that transitioned into a young team. And I loved every minute of, of being with both teams.
1: Joe, everyone says the manager's role has been diminished. Clearly, the GMs have taken more power. There's no question. We know about the analytic department's. Is it a different job for the manager than it was 10 years ago? Do you acknowledge that? Or can you be the same manager you were 10 years ago?
0: No, I I think it's different. I I think it's changing and evolving just like everything else in our world. I think every job, I'm sure you could probably say that your job is different, you know, today than it was 10 years ago. I mean, everything changes because of technology and what's available to us. So um, it is different, but um, that doesn't bother me. You know, I think... A manager's job still is to communicate, to earn the trust of his players, to get the most out of his players, put them in the best position to win, and um, to keep them fresh during the course of a long season.
1: Can you can you demand that the players? Uh, and there's this feeling now that you have to treat players differently. That you can't be so demanding of players anymore. That you know that players. Don't have to be maybe as responsible to performance and to certain things as they have to in the past. do you buy into that at all or is that has that changed, or hasn't it changed?
0: No, I think we're in a different world today the way the way that you treat players um you know I think the days of airing out players is is a little bit more difficult, and you have to do it in, in a situation where it doesn't become public. I think it's the public part that becomes so difficult because. I mean, there are times that, that players, um, you know, you're going to have meetings and, and you're going to get upset and ex- explain why you're upset and you try to keep it in-house. But, you know, I think the biggest thing when it comes to players is earning the trust of the players, um, number one. And when you earn that trust, I think the relationship becomes strong enough where you can you can address them in different ways depending on what they need and they trust that you're doing what's best for them and what's
1: best for the team. Can you, uh, do you think it's harder to discipline a player now? Like with Robbie the last couple of days, and you've dealt with Robbie for many, you dealt with Robbie as long as anybody. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. and everyone knows Robbie had his moments where he didn't hustle. I mean, we know that. Uh, uh, Maybe not to the extent as we saw in this last series, plus he isn't playing well right now. But, I mean, can you still discipline a player as much as in the past, or do you have to do it more delicately now?
0: I think it's more delicate than it was before, um, but I think at it, it, it times, you know, players need to be disciplined. I mean, I think discipline is very important to be successful, whether it's in a mechanical issue, whether it's in your work ethic or how hard you play the game. I think that discipline is important. I think the way that maybe when players are undisciplined and how it's addressed is probably different than it was 10
1: years ago. Do team is team leadership, peer leadership, still a very important part of the clubhouse?
0: I think so, definitely. I, I think, I think players. I think a clubhouse run by the players, when it's done correctly, is as is powerful as is. is is more powerful than a clubhouse that's just run by the manager.
1: So does that mean the manager goes to that veteran guy who has a lot of credibility like a Jeter would in your locker room? I mean, does that mean you work with him with some of the younger guys or is it not as defined as that?
0: No, at times, definitely. At times I felt that was what was needed. I would encourage players to speak up. I would talk to them and say, look, I mean, this is going to mean a lot more coming from you a lot of times than it is for me. So, you know, we need this or we need that. I I did that on a number of occasions because the power of teammates demanding excellence um, from another teammate
1: is is
0: really, really big if you want to have success.
1: Can pitchers lead or does it have to be everyday players? No, pitchers can definitely lead. But pitchers are, are
0: usually better off leading the pitchers. Gotcha.
1: In, in a sense. Than the everyday I, players, right.
0: Yeah, but I think CeCe's a leader. I, I do. I thought he was always a leader because of his competitive fire and what you know he demanded of himself, I thought, carried over to even position players. I thought Andy Pettit was a leader. You know, the fire that he brought out there on a daily basis. Um, and, and players would feed off of that.
1: Why do players walk in... You know, ordinary guys walk into a room like the Yankees and perform so well. Why do they, you know, what grabs them that they wind up performing maybe even over their head?
0: Because there's an expectation, a real expectation of excellence when you walk into that clubhouse. And and again, there's a lot of talented players that walk through the clubhouse. But it's like, okay, this is how we do it. Everybody else get on board. We're expected to win, and we're going to do everything it takes to win, so get on board.
1: So there's that expectation, that culture is there. The guy knows it when he walks in the room, That what's expected. That we expect well, you to play a certain way.
0: They understand what that uniform stands for, and it's excellence and
1: championships. How do you build that in a franchise that doesn't have it? I think you have to
0: win. I think you have to win, and I think you have to win on a continuing,
1: continuous basis.
0: I think you strive for it, and you can, you can pursue excellence, but when you do it time and time again, you know, like Houston or like the Red Sox have been doing lately, there's an expectation when you walk in that room and you, and, and that you come over from another team that you're going to hold, hold yourself accountable. We're going to hold you accountable and you're going to do whatever it takes to win games and you're going to be prepared every day. And that's something that's really, really important. And, and it, you know, at times with young players, you have to teach them how to do that, and that's that's part of a manager's job. And you'll pair them up with older players in a sense. Or, or you know, there were times where I would just sit down with a younger player and talk about preparation and doing those things. So um, that preparation is key, making sure guys are prepared and understand what their job is because it helps them be successful.
1: How about dealing with these young guys now where so much is expected? Like, let's use a guy like Vlad Guerrero Jr. He walks into that team now. He's the star of the team. As soon as he walks in the door, there's enormous expectations for this kid. He just walked, he just got there.
0: Well, I think the biggest job when it comes to a guy like Vlad Guerrero Jr. is to protect him. To protect him in the sense that he is not pulled so many ways that he's not allowed to be ready to play every night and that he doesn't lose focus what his real job is. You know, his real job is to help that club win games. And I know his other job is to promote that team and to sell that team, to sell that product. But first and foremost, if Vlad Guerrero Jr. is not successful, he can't sell that program or he can't sell that organization. So you have to make sure that he's, always ready to go that he's not pulled in so many directions that he can't get his work in or he's exhausted. So in a lot of ways, when you have a young superstar, you protect them, you protect them from all the demands that they might have.
1: Um, You liked Minnesota before the season, they're 30 and 16. Now they have become really like a juggernaut. They have run off. They have the best record in, in major league baseball. Uh, what have you seen in the, in, the, uh, in the Twins that you like so much?
0: I love their offense when it started, when the season started, and the additions that they made. Um, getting veteran players, I, I think, really helped them. Um, bringing in guys you know, like Scope and um, Nelly Cruz and guys that would be able to, to show them what professional advances, is, show them what you're expected to do to win on a yearly basis. The Twins have been kind of on that every other year cycle for a little bit here where in the past, you know, earlier they were on that every year cycle when they had more no and Mauer and all those guys. Yep. But these guys are hired guns a lot of times. They know what it takes to win. You know, Scope was in, in Baltimore when they were really good for a long time. Nelly Cruz was over there, and he's went to other teams that have had success. And I think it just, you know, C.J. Cohen, another veteran that they added, and their pitching has pitched better than I think what people have expected. But there's talent. I mean, everyone knew that Oder Order, Rizzy had talent. I mean, I've seen him, you know, as a as a Tampa Bay Ray, you know, make it really difficult on the Yankees. I'm not surprised by that. Their bullpen has done a pretty good job. So, and they're in a division where I think when you look at their lineup, it is so much better than the other teams that they're going to win a lot of games just by slugging it out.
1: Um, are you surprised Spring has become this kind of player?
0: Um, you know, we had seen him do it in the in the postseason he played we, well we, against yeah. the
1: Yankees he played well against the Yankees in those series he got big hits in those games he really did yeah games.
0: and and we saw him do it in the World Series and we've seen him do it
1: you know where you know he's been a
0: a really productive player but I, I think he's taken it to another level I'm not surprised I think he's just matured and I think he understands what people are trying to do to it and what he needs to do be, to be successful but He's been on a constant rise, and he's just taken it to another level. And he's an MVP candidate, that's
1: for sure. How about a guy like Herman going for win number nine tonight? What a you know what a All godsend! Right. What a godsend! What now? You've dealt with Herman. What about what about Herman and 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 him maturing and having this kind of stuff? I mean, he's going for win number nine tonight. Yeah,
0: I mean his curveball has, has been a difference maker for him, and I remember seeing him when he first came over in, the, in that trade where I was like, man, this kid's got a whippy arm, you know, you know, a whippy arm, like a Pedro right. or his brother Ramon, that or Pedro Estacio, that kind of thing. And you're thinking, and he's got a really good change out breaking ball needs a lot of work, but I mean, there's velocity here. You could see there was potential. And, and you didn't know if he was going to be a starter or a reliever. He could have been a really effective reliever with two pitches, but he developed that third pitch and it just changed who he was. So, I mean, going for your ninth win, I'd be surprised anyone going for their ninth win on May 21st. You know, no matter who it is, but I'm not surprised that he's really good.
1: And you notice nobody's complaining about Sanchez this year, you know, with with the start he's had. behind You know, you haven't heard anything about him this year from Yankee fans, from anybody with the start he's had, with the offense that he's producing right now. I mean, he's had a big, big start to the season.
0: You know, David Wells used to always say... You know, when I pitched well, I was okay. When I didn't pitch well, I was fat.
1: That's right. You,
0: know? right. you know, so when you produce, there's not a lot of questions about other things that you do sometimes. And he's been very productive. A big three-run homer last night. He hit the ball extremely hard this year. So, and, and we saw that in 2017, what he was capable of doing. He had a bad year last year, and he has rebounded really well this year. And he'll probably only get better as the season goes on.
1: You know, you and I have talked about the shortstop. Now the shortstop, and w- we talked about this kid and how good he was going to be. Uh, you can see it coming. I mean, you knew it from day one. Leaps and bounds. But look at the look at the player he's becoming. I mean, he he could be as good as anybody within a couple of years here.
0: I, I agree. And, and you know what's amazing is how mature they are at the plate at such a young age. And how I, I mean. I'm still amazed that you can just turn on a hundred mile an hour fastball like nothing like he did on Alvarado. It just, it simply amazes me that the kids can do that, but they're so used to seeing velocity now that it's not a big deal to them. But, um, you could see he was a special hitter a couple of years ago. I mean, he's
1: 22, Joe, still. I mean, you yeah. forget Torres now. And you had him, the first year you had him in the minors after the trade, what was he, 20 years old? I mean, 19 yeah. years old, whatever he was. I mean, he, he, you could see it then, right? You could just see it. I mean, yeah. who was it that I, that I talked to that year? One of the infield coaches, I can't remember who it was, who said, this is the most talented guy I've ever dealt with in the minor leagues. Yeah.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if he was an MVP one day or even won a batting title. It would not shock me one bit. I think he's that good.
1: Yeah, I mean, and do you think he's better at short or better at second? Uh,
0: you know, I, I think it's about the same. Does it I matter? Think, no, I don't think it matters. I, I think his range sometimes might play a little bit better at second than it does at short. And he's such an offensive weapon. Um, you know, I don't think it really matters where he plays. He's going to be successful wherever he plays because he loves to play the game. And he, and, and he works hard, and he's talented.
1: Where do you think his home's going to be on the infield? I, I mean, some people have even mentioned third. I mean, second, third, short. I mean, where do you think his home's going to be for the next decade? Well, I think a lot of it's going to depend on who they bring in. Right. Does, D, does think, D, D, Let's, D, D let's say Dede comes back okay. I guess they'll move him to second, right?
0: Uh, you know, they might put him at third and put LeMahieu at second. They, they might do that. I think he could do a lot of different things. You don't know how is going to come back. I think it depends on and har you're fortunate because you can have a guy like Bregman in a sense to me that he's talented enough and has the ability to play three different positions so let's see what we have and then we'll move him accordingly because he doesn't mind moving and and that's a joy for an organization to have when you have a guy that doesn't mind yeah he may like playing shortstop better but he's willing to do whatever it takes to win, and those are the kind of guys you want.
1: What do you think of the Mets right now after we've gone through all this commotion the last couple of days?
0: Yeah, it's tough. And to me, you know, their pitching has started to get ironed out. they pitched much better in the month. They're not hitting. Um, and all their numbers are down since the month of April. You know, May has been a tough month. They've scored 55 runs in 17 games. they got to get it going offensively. They do. they got a real shot. I mean, I think... If they got it going offensively, they could catch the Phillies, but can they get it going?
1: What do you see in Robbie? Do you you worry about anything you see in Cano right now?
0: Well, I think any time a guy's going to turn 37 in the calendar year, you worry about a player. You worry about where he's going um, just because of age. And, you know, I think it's important that he doesn't play as, as much as he probably used to. I think days off are probably more important to him. So he keeps his legs under him. I think he still could be productive, but is he going to be the same guy he was when he was twenty seven, twenty eight? Probably not.
1: So you you see a little erosion there, then? Do you, it, yeah, I, yeah, I just
0: think it's natural. I mean, it, I mean, it's no knock on Robbie. It's just kind of what happens. I mean, it's it's reality when you're going to be thirty seven. You're not the same guy as you were at twenty eight. It's just it's in every walk of life.
1: And they haven't gotten as much out of the catcher as they had hoped this year either. He hasn't been as good defensively or overall. I think they expected a lot more leadership out of him than they've gotten so far this year.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really their offense that he thought he was going to hit, and he has not gotten on track. And I still think he's capable of hitting. But, I mean, it's a new staff he's had to learn, and there's things that he's had to go through. And he's not 25 either anymore, you know, And, and he's been through some injuries. So, I mean, his bat is big. Robbie's is big. You know, Conforto's is big for them. You know, because right now you're relying on two kids to carry the club, and and Conforto was starting to get going. That's the disappointing thing about him having his concussion and how long it's going to linger. But you had two kids that were really swinging the bats, and Conforto as well. And if you could have got your veterans going, you had a special offer.
1: What team is in first place right now? Is there any of them? I don't think there's one unless you didn't like the Cubs this year. What team would be in first place? The Dodgers are in first. Phillies in first. The Houston's in first. I guess you liked Minnesota. You got the Yankees. So there's nobody there that surprised you. Did the Cubs surprise you? do you expect the Cubs to be good?
0: No, I thought they'd be good, Um, and they've had some issues in the back end of their bullpen just because of some injuries, but, I mean, they're so talented offensively, their their rotation is very good, so they're going to give you a chance to win you think they're better better than Milwaukee? I I do. I I do think so right now, because I think the strength of Milwaukee was their lineup and their bullpen, and they lost their bullpen in, in a sense because they've had some injuries, some key injuries. And lost some guys that went from the bullpen to the rotation. So their bullpen is not nearly as strong as it was last year. I do like the Cubs a little bit better than Milwaukee. But Milwaukee could add a couple guys, and it could change the complexion
1: of that division. Is the Indians run over?
0: Um, I think they're going to have a hard time winning this year because I don't think they have enough offense, and I don't think that bullpen is deep enough. And the third thing is they got guys in the rotation that are hurt. And that was the strength of their club, was their rotation. And um, Kluver's out. Clevenger's probably going to be back pretty soon. Um, no, And um, so it's going to be tough for them to repeat.
1: All right, Joe. Thanks very much. Enjoy talking to you. We'll talk next thanks, week. Bye. Thank you. All right, Joe Girardi, back after this.